Good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And you are listening to us on Noonan Zone, home of Southern Sports, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. And I'm your host, Richard Holdridge. It's Thursday night. We have got a jam-packed show. This is an exciting time to be a sports fan in the Chattahoochee Valley because we have just about everything going on, including high school football, softball playoffs, River Dragons hockey, Columbus State soccer, everything local to the Chattahoochee Valley. We have it, not to mention college football and the Thursday night NFL game going on as well. I'm going to preview it all, but first things first, going to talk about some things that are happening in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. So tomorrow, George Alabama Sports Live is going to be live at Chambers Academy for the Glenwood Chambers Academy game. This is the high school football showcase. As the regular season is about to come to an end, we are going to have playoffs in a couple of weeks. Some of the other things that are going on, in the Chattahoochee Valley, we have got the state tournaments down at the South Common Softball Complex. All classifications, including some of the best teams in the nation. We're talking Buford, Mill Creek. They're playing in 7A. And then we have two rivals going at it in the final four as Harris County and Northside are playing for the right to go to the championship game, which will be on Saturday. So much to get into. Let's go ahead and uh, break down those two high school softball playoff games. As Harris County, they defeat Ola by a score of 8-3. to three. And you had Northside defeating Northgate 8 to nothing. So the stage is set 5 o'clock at Field 3 in the South Common Softball Complex. You have Harris County and Northside. Tickets are $15 if you want to catch it on GoFan.com or you might be able to get it on the NFHS network. Unfortunately, I will not be at the game. I will be up in Lafayette getting ready for the Glenwood Chambers Academy game, which is our high school football showcase. So if you want to check that out, I think it's going to be a lot of fun as Northside trying to win back-to-back state championships. Harris County, well, they finished third last year. They're trying to give Northside a run for their money. It is a double elimination tournament, as we'll get into the brackets. And I'll try to look at some of the other brackets later on in the week. So I'm going on vacation next week. I'm going to have condensed shows. Still going to have a show every day. It'll be just a 10-minute sports update. But you'll get some of my best interviews best of shows all week next week and i know that's got to be exciting and plus all the content that i'm doing along with thrift Beringer on georgia alabama sports live we are really starting to grow our brand and it's been a lot of fun this is something i've always wanted to do i love broadcasting and i just can't wait what the future has in store for me Hey, the Columbus River Dragons were in action tonight down in Baton Rouge against the Zadeco. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. I was actually listening to the broadcast on the River Dragons YouTube channel. Tom Callahan 
back at it for his second season as a River Dragons play-by-play announcer, and he sounds amazing. The River Dragons outshot the Zadeco 18 to 1 in that first period. They jumped out to the 3-0 lead. Right now in the third period, they are up 4-2. Alex Storjahan got the first goal of the season. Hopefully the River Dragons can come out with a win, but I'm calling this game really late. I'm doing this broadcast really late in the evening, so I won't be able to get a score update. Some of the score updates that I want to get into the Thursday night football game. I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night. And uh, some of these, I can't believe they haven't even gone final. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24 to 10 with 8.47 left to go in the fourth quarter. Hey, college football, we have the battle of the two Georgia FCS schools. You got State and Southern and Georgia Southern with 4.45 left to go. In the fourth quarter, it leads Georgia State 44-27. to Virginia Tech defeated Syracuse earlier today, 38-10. to And high school football. Later this evening, we had Harris County defeat Drew 32 to nothing. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and put my trusty little thing there. There you go. Monroe defeated Columbus 58 to nothing. Harris County defeated Drew 32 to nothing. Spencer, they go to seven and two as they defeated Central 43 to nothing. And now the stage is set next week as the Spencer Green Wave have a chance to win back to back region titles as they will face Ace Charter on the road. Some of the action for Friday, high school football, week 11 at Kennett Stadium. The Westover Patriots, 4-5 and five on the season, taking on the Shaw Raiders, who are also 4-5. and five. Shaw just came off of a 30 to nothing win over Hardaway last week, and they are for sure going to get into the playoffs. This is going to be a very important game as far as seedings. If they beat Westover, they'll get the number three seed and their playoff path might not be as tough. Strong Rock Christian, one of the top teams in the GIAA. In fact, they're in second place behind Pacelli. They are going to be at Max Strong Stadium taking on the Brookstone Cougars. If Brookstone wants to get the number two seed in their region behind Pacelli, they've got to get this win. Brookstone, they've had a tough season. They've had uh, several losses, but they can still run the table, and control their own destiny with a win over Strong Rock Christian. The Carver Tigers, who wrapped up the region championship last week with a 28-17 win over Monroe, they are on the road down in Albany, Georgia, taking on Doherty. It's just to improve their record. They're already going to get a number one seed in the playoffs, but they still want to try to get the win. This is a huge region game. The Northside Patriots, they will be in Peachtree City. They're five and four on the season. McIntosh, six and two. If Northside beats McIntosh, Harris County will win the region. So Harris County, you got to sit back. You played Thursday night. 
you got to sit back and root for your longtime bitter rival. So that is going to be uncomfortable for, for Harris County, but uh, they're going to have to do it. St. Apicelli at Heritage. Uh, that is a forfeit win for Pacelli. Pacelli is 8-1. and one. Uh, Dothan at Opelika. I interviewed Van Riggs and I interviewed Philip Jordan earlier in the week. This is a huge game because it's a win and end scenario. If Opelika beats Dothan, Opelika's going to the playoffs. Right now, Dothan's in a three-way tie with Auburn and Enterprise. And Dothan has everything in front of them. They're hoping to get the victory here. Prattville, I don't have their record posted on here, but they are taking on Auburn, who is 6-2. Auburn, after losing last week 41-20 to Central, they're trying to bounce back and they would like to get a number two seed, and they just got to continue winning because next week they go down to T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium to take on the Smith Station Panthers. Taylor County at Macon County. Down in Montezuma, this is going to be a great game. I can't believe Taylor County is 6-2. and two. They're having an incredible season, and uh, they can really make some noise in Class 1A Division Two with a big win over Macon County and possibly even making the playoffs. Schley County, all-world, one of the top teams to win the state championship for a Class 1A Division II. They are on the road in Buena Vista, not too far from Ellaville, taking on Marion County, who is 4-4. Four and four. Greenville, 2-6. and six. They are taking on Chatco, who is yet to win a game. The Chaco Panthers would like to get their first win of the season. Big region game for the Callaway Cavaliers as McNair, 4-4. Four and four, They will be at Callaway Stadium taking on the Callaway Cavaliers. They are still undefeated in region play. Callaway got a big 37-22 victory last week over Eagles Landing Christian Academy. I think that Callaway just can run the table and make a deep run in the playoffs. LaGrange, 6-2. and two. They just keep on rolling. They will take on Fayette County. But get ready because next week, even though the top four teams in the region are in the playoffs, LaGrange has to play Troop County. That is going to be a massive game next week. Stars Mill, they are 5-3, and three, but they are 4-1 and one in the region. They are taking on North Clayton. I think they should have no problem against North Clayton. Same with Whitewater. Even though Whitewater is not going to the playoffs, they can have a winning season by getting the victory over Riverdale, and then they could spoil the party by beating Stars Mill next week. So how about that? East Coweta, they've had two losses, but they were two losses to very talented teams like Carrollton, they are on the road taking on Westlake out of Atlanta. Both teams 6-2. and two. You got Noonan taking on Douglas County. Sandy Creek is taking on Douglas. Like I mentioned, the game that Thrip Barringer and I will be at is Glenwood at Chambers Academy. This is also the high school game of the week for WTVM and WRBL. So we're going to have a lot of eyes on this game. Even though it's a non-region game for Glenwood, it's still going to be a battle between these two teams. Troop County, they have been rolling. Teo Todd has been out with an injury for the rest of the season, but Logan Sinkfield comes in. He doesn't skip a beat. This is going to be a huge game down in Sharpsburg. 
that imitating purple lights, the Trinity Christian Lions, the team two years ago that won the GHSA Division I private championship. Now they're playing in 4A, and they are one of the top teams in their region. Taking on a Troop County team still has a lot to play for, and they have a very talented team, and they could end up getting the number one seed even though Stars Mill beat him. So Stars Mill would own the tiebreaker. Troop County can get the number one seed if Stars Mill loses to Whitewater next week. Kendrick, two and six. They play Jordan next week. They're taking on Rutland. It would be great. Kendrick can just win out, go to four and six. Um, that would be just amazing if they can do that. Uh, Russell County, one and seven as they are taking on Central of Clay County. I talked about Jordan, 0-8. They are taking on Northeast, who lost to Spencer 35-34 to last week in overtime after jumping out to a 28-7 to lead. I did uh, forget to mention that. So Lee Scott, 8-1. They are taking on Edgewood Academy. That's 4-5. and five. And let me go ahead and get rid of the banner here because we do have one game Saturday. Smith Station, who did pick up their first victory of the season last week, beating Jag. They are going to travel to the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, to take on Percy Julian. So Smith Station, who plays Auburn next week, that'd be just a good win if they can get the win against Percy Julian and finish the season strong with first-year head coach Brian Garrison. They do have a pretty good team. It's just they're playing in a tough region. So you got to factor that. All right, that is it. That is my high school football list. Let me go ahead and uh, bring back that banner. There you go. I hope that you're enjoying the show because I know I am. Uh, I love doing this show, especially when I'm talking about high school football. We're going to have this show on WQEE tomorrow. Try to get that River Dragons update for you before I close the show, by the way, because they are in the third period. I'm actually got it on YouTube right now as we speak, trying to get an update. And, you know, I'm doing this show 11 o'clock at night. The Columbus River Dragons lead the Baton Rouge Zadeco by a score of five to two with 1138 left to go in the third period. The River Dragons are out shooting the Zadeco. Get this, 45 to 9. Look, the, the, the Zadeco goalkeeper is really having his work cut out tonight. And the River Dragons, they're going to play the Zadeco a couple more times, six more times before they head home November the 17th, as they will take on the Mississippi Sea Wolves for. The home opener. I can't believe that River Dragons hockey is back here in the Fountain City. And it is going to be exciting. Hoping to get to some games this year. So next weekend, November the 4th, we have the only college football game in Columbus. This is a big deal. It's the Fountain City Classic at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Albany State taking on Fort Valley State. I want to try to go. This really means a lot for the city. And hearing that DJ Jones is going to be the public address announcer, that is awesome. When I think of covering sports in Columbus, uh, 
Nobody does it better than DJ Jones, and he's been doing it for a very long time. Looking forward to that. But hey, November the 5th on the campus of St. Ampicelli, we have got high school basketball media days as we are going to have all the high schools in the Tri-City area that the coaches and the players, as Georgia Alabama Sports Live is hosting it, I am excited that I get to be a part of it, along with the other media outlets, WTVM and WRBL. It should be a lot of fun, and I'll try to ask some of the tough questions as well. Don't forget, December the 7th, Sports Visions Football Awards Luncheon presented by Affleck will be 11.30 in the morning at the St. Luke's Ministry Center. It is the Football Awards Luncheon, the 16th annual, I believe as we are going to honor all the high school players, the middle school players in football. The keynote speaker is the Auburn head football coach, Hugh Freeze. Boy, that is going to be just an incredible atmosphere, and I cannot wait for that. Still looking at this Columbus River Dragons game as we speak, as uh, hopefully they can get the win. I mean, 5-2. to two with about eight minutes left to go in the third period, uh, they're going to be probably lined up for the win. And with 2.44 left to go in the fourth quarter, the Buffalo Bills lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-16. to Baker Mayfield just threw a touchdown pass to Mike Evans to cut it to eight. I can't believe that college basketball is around the corner. In fact. In two weeks, we're going to have the debut of all the teams in college basketball. Hey, NBA update, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 118 to 117 as Damian Lillard had 39 points. Tyrese Maxey chipped in with 31 for the Sixers. And right now, 516 left to go in the second half. The Los Angeles Lakers leading the Phoenix Suns. 39 to 35. The Suns got a big win opening night against the Golden State Warriors. What has stood out to you this early NBA season? Well, I do have some thoughts on the debut of Victor Wimbenyama. So he debuted last night as the Mavericks did beat the Spurs 126 to 119. And he got into foul trouble. You could tell the talent is there. He is 7-4. I've never seen a player shoot like that who was 7-4. And he can do it all. He can block shots. He's got some handles. He can shoot the mid-range jumper. But he's got to worry. He's got to worry about his technique, especially as a rookie. Getting into foul trouble is really going to be something that he's going to have to work on. He only played 23 minutes. But he did have 15 points. He did have five rebounds. But yeah, he's got to watch out on the fouls. So yesterday, you know, I talked about the Hawks losing. You had the Celtics winning. You had some pretty exciting games, including the Oklahoma City Thunder defeating the Chicago Bulls 124 to 104. As Shy Gilgis Alexander had 31 points, but it was Chet Holmgren who technically is a rookie this year, so he could win Rookie of the Year. He had 11 points. It was just great to see him back in an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform 
And I was also happy to see that Zion Williamson played as well. Boy, this is going to be a fun NBA. I think that the NBA season is completely wide open. We have a lot of talent. There's not really bad teams out there. Even the Washington Wizards has a guy like Jordan Poole who could put up 29. And that he could be end up being an all-star because that's just the type of player he is. He's a flashy player. The NBA is wide open. I think a sleeper team could be somebody like the Detroit Pistons because they do have a lot of young talent. I was very impressed with the Sacramento Kings last night. I do think that the Sixers are in trouble because, you know, this whole James Harden experiment is just, I just don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the box score. James Harden did not play. But Kelly Oubre did uh, chip uh, 27 points off the bench. So it, it was a good game. The Bucks ended up getting the win, the one-point win, and the Bucks are my favorites to come out of the East. All right, we do have a lot of college football to talk about here on the show. Let's get a quick update in that Georgia State-Georgia Southern game. Georgia Southern defeats Georgia State 44-27 to in front of a packed house at Paulson Stadium. Georgia Southern is now 6-2, and two, and Georgia State falls to 6-2. and two. So both teams are bowl eligible. That's a good thing that we're going to have at least three teams in the state of Georgia going to bowl games. I wish I could say the same thing about Georgia Tech, but I just don't see a scenario where Georgia Tech goes to a bowl game. Georgia Tech's got a tough game against North Carolina. Let, let's look at some of the the teams across college football. Let's start with the 12 o'clock games. These are some of the games I'm intrigued by that I, I really want to watch. Uh, Oklahoma and Kansas. Oklahoma, they sometimes will get off to a slow start. Can Kansas get that up-tempo offense and, and try to take an early lead? But Oklahoma will find a way to pull away in that game. Florida State and Wake Forest, I don't see a scenario where Florida State loses, even though they're on the road. I think that Penn State is going to dominate Indiana. Penn State might end up finishing the year with two losses to Michigan and Ohio State. I'm intrigued by that BYU-Texas game. I think that, yeah, Malik Murphy is going to be the starting quarterback. I thought it was going to be Arch Manning, but it's going to be Malik Murphy. Oregon taking on Utah. Still no word about Cam Rising. Is Cam Rising going to play? Otherwise, I think Oregon ends up winning this game. Georgia, Florida, it's always a tradition. I'll be glued to the TV. Even last year's game, remember Florida went on that run and they cut it to a one-score game? But Georgia was able to pull away. I'm hoping that Georgia can do that this time. But they've got to run the football with Dejon Edwards. Remember when Kentucky gashed the Florida Gators for 250 yards? Well, that's what Georgia's got to do. They've got to rely on the weapons that they have, like Ladd McConkie, Ra Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovelet. They do have some weapons. I know that Brock Bowers, they're going to miss him, but they have got to show why. They have all this talent from recruiting just high-skilled players, and they're going to have to find a way to punch 
Florida in the mouth. Now it's a neutral site. You got 50% Georgia fans, 50% Florida fans. I like how you go to Jacksonville and it's just right down the middle, Georgia and Florida fans. This has really been a great rivalry and I always enjoy this. My memorable moments, of course, you, how could you forget 2007 when no Sean Moreno scores the first touchdown and the entire bench comes out of the field and storming the end zone and Georgia ends up getting a penalty. But then on the flip side, Florida was out for revenge and they just punched him in the mouth in 2008. There's been a lot of close games. There's been some disappointments on both sides, but it should be a lot of fun. USC and Cal, well, uh, I think that USC is done for, especially they're not going to go to the college football playoff losing again. But I think that they're going to beat Cal. Here's a sneaky game. If there's any team that could be on upset alert, Ohio State has to go to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Badgers. It's a 7.30 kickoff on NBC, Ohio State and Wisconsin, Tennessee taking on Kentucky. I think Kentucky wins. Even though Tennessee is slightly favored, I still think that Kentucky has a shot at winning that game. Let's look at some of the other. Uh, let's go into the Sun Belt. We got some local teams in the Sun Belt. Troy, 5-2, and two, taking on Texas State. That's also 5-2. and two. James Madison is the lone undefeated and ranked Team in the Sun Belt taking on Old Dominion. And Arkansas State taking on Louisiana Monroe. Over in the SEC, Alabama's on a bye. LSU's on a bye. Just, just received the word that next week that game is going to be the CBS game at 8.30, which means the Georgia-Missouri game is going to be the CBS game at 3.30. You got Mississippi State taking on Auburn. Auburn is favored by six and a half. Auburn needs to win this game because I think if Auburn wins this game, they're going to turn around and beat Vanderbilt next week. Then they go to Fayetteville to take on Arkansas, and then they host New Mexico State on the 18th of November, which means they would be 7-4 and four going into the Iron Bowl with a chance to play spoiler to Alabama. How cool would that be? And just about every game that's been played at Auburn has been either close or it's gotten crazy. Over in the ACC, like I mentioned, Georgia Tech taking on North Carolina. Virginia taking on Miami. Did Miami turn the corner getting the win over Clemson last week? Because you look at their record, they, they should be 6-1 and one because Mario Cristobal didn't take a knee. Duke taking on Louisville. I mean, that's usually a great matchup in basketball, but, you know, both teams are ranked. You got Pitt taking on Notre Dame, Clemson taking on NC State. One of these teams is going to have four losses, and I'm not sure if it's going to be NC State. UConn taking on Boston College, Florida taking on Wake Forest. That is the ACC. Now let's go to the National Football League, and I'm going to go ahead and close out this show. The New England Patriots taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by nine and a half. I think the Dolphins, who they're five wins, they played and won against a lot of bad teams. When they played the really good teams like Buffalo and Philly, they ended up losing. 
what does the Patriots do best? Bill Belichick, I think he's figured out how to utilize Mac Jones. I think that the Patriots can keep it close, but I still am a believer in Tua and that Dolphins high-powered offense. I think the Dolphins win this game. The New York Giants and the New York Jets. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to be coming back, but I think that the New York Jets end up winning this game. I mean, it's a de facto home game for both teams. Jaguars and Steelers, oh, this is going to be a good game. I think Jacksonville is too good here. I think they get the win. The Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans. Falcons are a road two-and-a-half-point favorite. Will Levis is going to get the start for the Tennessee Titans. The Atlanta Falcons are going to ride and die with Desmond Ritter. How many more mistakes can the Falcons make? But the Titans are just trading away all their players to the Eagles. So I think the Falcons end up winning this game. This is a great matchup. The matchup between the two top quarterbacks in last year's draft. You got Bryce Young for Carolina. You got C.J. Stroud for Houston. This is a mismatch. I think the Houston ends up winning and winning big. The Rams taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys fresh off a bye. Hopefully the Cowboys can ride the ship and get the win. You know They, they play very well at home. But I can't wait to see Aaron Donald try to push around that Cowboys offensive line and try to get to Dak Prescott. That's the matchup I really want to see. And then those corners for Dallas going up against Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. This is going to be a great game. The Vikings taking on the Packers. Now, don't get it twisted. I think the Vikings are really good. And I'm not just saying that because they beat my 49ers. I think they beat the Packers here because the Vikings do have a lot of talent. Their record does not reflect the type of team that the Vikings are. The Saints and Colts, I mean, these are just two teams that are really bad. I do think the Saints have a very good defense. They might get the win here. This is a trap game. The Eagles are taking on the Commanders in Washington, and the Eagles are favored by seven. I think the Commanders get the upset. They beat the Eagles last year. Jalen Hurts is banged up. We don't know the status about Lane Johnson. I think the Eagles end up losing this game. The Cleveland Browns, they will start P.J. Walker, but you have to go up to Seattle and play in front of the 12th man. Very tough place to play. Seattle is trying to go toe-to-toe with the 49ers because they got that showdown against San Francisco on Thanksgiving. They could have two identical records by the time they face each other. I think the Seahawks get the win here. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Arizona Cardinals. They are a nine and a half point favorite. This is an absolute mismatch. I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. Lamar Jackson could win an MVP. I mean, he's got weapons like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Rashad Bateman. And, of course, you can't forget about Mark Andrews, a very underrated tight end. Yes, J.K. Dobbins out with an injury. That was absolutely brutal. But Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson just running the ball. And they have a very underrated defense. When they got Roquan Smith last year, it was a ball game. Lights out. It's over. The Ravens 
have one of the top defenses in all of football. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. And how many people out there want to bet that this is going to be the CBS primetime game with Jim Mance and Tony Romo? And yes, there will be. I, I'm wondering if Taylor Swift is going to sit next to Ciara. Because you got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. You got Russell Wilson. You got Patrick Mahomes. This was supposed to be the big primetime game, but the Denver Broncos have been disappointing. And yeah, I guarantee you, you're going to see a Taylor Swift Ciara sighting somewhere, although that would be kind of weird. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Bengals have won two straight, the 49ers have lost two straight. We don't know the status of Brock Purdy. He is still in concussion protocol. If he can't go, Sam Darnold will get the start for the 49ers, who still don't have Debo Samuel. We don't know if Trent Williams is going to play. Yes, they're playing at home, but this could be a game that the quarterback for the 49ers, if it's Brock Purdy or if it's Sam Darnold, could get in a shootout. And I don't really want to see that. And then the Sunday night football game, this is why we really need to have flex scheduling this early in the season. The Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Chargers. Somebody flex that game out, please. It's not going to happen. Monday night football game, the Raiders and the Lions. I tell you what, when I'm going online and I'm trying to you know, get my, my football stats and baseball stats and, and everything I, I have, I just get so addicted to that immaculate grid. And I will sp spend like 10 minutes trying to figure out who played for the Chiefs and who played for the Raiders. And something like that. Obviously, Marcus Allen. But, you know, just coming up with something like that. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to have a fun weekend. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm going to go ahead and close out this show with my intro music. So you're going to get to, because I'm trying to see if I can actually do this for the intro and the outro. So uh, hope everybody has a great rest of your night and hope you enjoy all the high school football games. Wait a second. One, one more thing before I go. One more thing. A big shout out to Jack Patterson from WRBL. He sent me this just now. Southwest ends up winning. Spencer won over Central Macon tonight. It gives the Spencer Green Wave the Region 2 to a title. So Southwest of Macon defeated Ace Charter 52 to 51. Thank you to Jack Patterson for sharing that with me. That really does mean a lot. Um, and so I did say in the beginning of the broadcast that the Spencer Greenway would have to beat Ace Charter next week to win the region title. Well, the region title belongs to Spencer. Back-to-back -back champions. And we do have a final down in Baton Rouge as the Columbus River Dragons defeat the Baton Rouge Zadeco by a score 
of I want to say six to two. I have it. I have it on the YouTube, and it just went final six to two. Congratulations to the Columbus River Dragons. I'm excited about this season. I'm excited to hear Tom Callahan, and I'm also excited. I re- I requested press credentials. I'm excited to maybe do some live shows from the Columbus Civic Center. Talk some Columbus River Dragons, some pregame, postgame, interview some of the players. I definitely want to try to get some River Dragons here on the show. I've had Jay Krupp on the show. I'd love to get him on. But I hope everybody has a great rest of your night. I'm going to go ahead and play my intro music. This will be my outro music. So bear with me. Uh, I'll try to get some outro music for my show. But don't forget to like and subscribe to the Facebook channel and subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's where all the content for the Sports Beat is going to be there presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We also have the Facebook page and YouTube channel for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Enjoy the games tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. What is up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Georgia Alabama Sports Live right here on the Georgia Alabama Sports Live YouTube channel and Facebook page. It's Thrift Behringer alongside my good friend and my colleague, uh, my partner in crime. I said that for you and Rick. I can't say that for both of you, so I'm going to give you partner in crime. I'm just going to say my colleague and Rick Beach, but Richard Holdridge, thank you so much and uh, looking forward to another great show today. Thrift, I'm just happy to be doing another show with you this week. 
Uh, I'm excited because it is opening night in the NBA, but we've got a great show and I'm just excited to be here. I am too. And we got a lot we're going to be getting into today. This is no typical preview review show. We already did our review show, talked college football and stuff on Sunday. If you missed that, go on our Facebook page. You'll see it or on our YouTube channel. We're live on YouTube and our X, not Twitter account. Um, Richard's done a good job manning that and updating scores and putting stuff out there. So make sure you go and follow that. We try to put all our news and everything on there. Richard does a good job updating when our shows are going to be, what games we're going to be at, scores of the games we're at, and so on and so forth. Um, but today is our NBA preview show, and we're also going to be dropping our weekly, it's now going to be weekly, power ratings poll. Okay? And we got... 12 teams or 11 teams that are on a 10-team poll. Some of them are tied. Um, we didn't really have much of a shakeup other than maybe uh, a team up in the top four moving maybe into the top three. We'll uh, tease that here in just a moment. We'll do that. And then we have on Mike Conti. If you don't know who he is, he works for 92.9 The Game. He works for the Hawks. He works for the Falcons. He is an incredible broadcaster that has done a lot in his career and is someone that knows the NBA inside and out. And we are so glad to have him on. We'll have on his colleague, Steve Holman later on in the NBA season, but I didn't think there was a better person than getting on Mike Conti to do our NBA preview show. And so right after we do our ratings, we'll talk to Conti. We'll talk the Hawks. We'll talk some other NBA news. And then we're going to go into our preview show and talk about the biggest news heading into this season, MVP picks, who we think are going to win championships, surprise teams. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to be here for about an hour. And then guess what? Coming up right after the show, I'll be broadcasting the number six nationally ranked Pacelli Vikings flag football team taking on Harris County, who is ranked in the top 75 nationally and ranked in the top five in the state. They're defending state runner-ups. Zach Moss and his team has, and that's the Tigers. They are loaded. They got a quarterback um, that goes by the name of Cricket. She's incredible. Pacelli, on the other hand, they've given up 18 points in 11 games. They've scored close to 300. They are dominating in every facet of flag football right now. Jeremy Hayes, Zach Cochran, and the coaches over there will be live on the Georgia Alabama Sports Live page coming up at about 7:15, 7:30, right after this show. So. Without further ado, let's go and get into it, Richard. We got a lot that we're going to be diving into, and let's start with our power ratings poll. So if you look at the – and I know you can barely see at the bottom of it, um, but we'll start with number one, Richard, and then – oh, yep, you just had to take away the, the lower thirds. Um, but let's look – start with number one, the Central Red Devils. They go on the road to Duckworth Stadium last week, and they manhandled and dominated – the Auburn Tigers, who were St. runner-up last year and beat Central. Central with Andrew Alford, with Cam Coleman, that is the lethalist duo we have in high school football. And there's a lot of great duos around the area. I put Mason McCrane and Dallas Crow up there. Levi Watson and Rand Ogletree from Harris County. Crow and uh, McCrane are from Glenwood. But I just I don't feel like anyone, I mean, heck, you can even put Jacoby Hunter from Carver and Braylon Jakes, but I just feel like no one is matching up with what is happening on Subaru Road, Phoenix City, Alabama, Garrett Harrison Stadium. They're 8-0. They dominated Auburn. They're the number one team in 7A. 
and they're their top 40 ranked team nationally. And I think if they continue to go undefeated and win a state championship, they'll move up in the top 20, maybe even top 15. This Central team is loaded. This is Patrick Nick's best team. I remember two years ago, they lost in the state championship to Thompson, and they didn't have a loss the whole season. But I think this year it's different. I like Central, and uh, they are by far the prohibitive favorite in 7A to win it all this year, and that includes over Thompson, and they're our number one team in our ratings poll. Look, I know people who watch this show every week knows that I picked against Central week three, and I'm I'm just not living it down. It's just it's hard to actually. I just can't believe you did it, Richard. What were you thinking? Okay, I mean, Chris. Now, now, hear me out. No, I, because listen. my logic for that, I we didn't know how good the Central team was, and it was three. on the road. And Enterprise it just was. upset Auburn. But when I tell you, you no one had to eat more crow this year. <laughs> I really Richard did. Aldridge, after picking that Enterprise upset, and Central ended up winning by forty-eight points, and it wasn't even close. It was over pretty much after the first quarter. I think that that fired up the central players and coaching staff to get a big win against. You gave a bulletin board material. I did. I really did. Because who's this guy that's doing a hot sports take? I mean, why does he got against central? No, central is a great team and they are firing on all cylinders. I mean, they really have only had one close game all year and it was to Opelika. I mean, I should have known after they beat Hewitt trustful on the road to start week one, that this was going to be a special team. And they have a special quarterback. It's the perfect marriage. You got Andrew Alford, who is a good quarterback at Brookstone under coach Rance Gillespie. He was a very good quarterback. He comes into the system of coach Patrick Nix. We all know him as a quarterback whisperer. And Andrew Alford just lights up the stat sheet. I mean, he's got a trio of receivers with Cam Coleman. It starts with Cam Coleman. He is the best player in the state of Alabama. And there's and they, a reason. Yeah, and there's a reason. There is a that. reason. And their defense is loaded, and Central by far is the favorite, Richard. And we're going to go through these quickly because we want to yeah, We got Mike coming on here in about eight minutes. Um, number two, Glenwood. They dominated Morgan. Morgan had 17 players. Not, nothing changed with them winning 48 points or dominating Morgan. Um, it, these ratings, when we do these, and if you're just now listening to us and you're looking, you're like, well, how can Glenwood, a private school in the AISA, be ahead of Carver, who's a 3A school, or Spencer, who's a 2A public school, or Auburn, who's a 7A public school? Obviously, all those teams would probably beat Glenwood on a neutral field and probably beat them pretty handily. We don't rate them that way. The way we rate them is us off of talent. How, how, how talented is your team? Second, it is off of dom. Uh, that's third, but second is off of chances to win in your league. Or do you are you the favorite? Are you top three to win it all? And then last is dominance. How dominant have you been throughout this year against your opponents? And Glenwood has dominated literally everyone. They have not had a close game. Every game has been by double digits or more. Um, well, it can't be more, but it's been by fifteen points or more. I don't even know why I said like if Glenwood won one hundred and twenty-five to nothing. That school should stop playing football because – and then Ryan Nelson, I don't think he's got it in him to put 125 on the board because that's pretty much like Georgia Tech back in the 19 – what was it, 20s, 30s, 40s when they beat Cumberland 225 to nothing. It was but 1918. Like, right, 1918. So Glenwood is ranked number two. Richard, real quickly, anything on the Gators? Or they, they're pretty much still the same team as we talked about last week, just dominant – and uh, the favorite in the AISA to win it all. 
Well, they're consistent. Nine and zero. Coach Delson's got a great coaching staff. And you and, talked to him on Monday. And yeah, they got a we, big one against Chambers, who is on our rankings. By the way, we'll get to them in just a moment. Absolutely, this is a non-region game, and I think that Glenwood's going to be fine. But uh, Thrift, we we got to, yeah, Glenwood's going to be uh, okay. Yeah, and they also will probably be playing a team that's ranked in the top seven in the state championship game. Again, our rankings are only for Tri-City area, Auburn, and Harris County. So we're not doing outside of Auburn. We're not doing outside of Harris County. Of course, all the teams that are in Phoenix City and Columbus, um, the, these are the schools that we have covered this year or called a game for this year. Um, the next two, we'll do them together, Richard. Um, we Last week, Pacelli was number three. And then Harris County was four. This week we have both Harris County and Pacelli being ranked number three. Reason being, Harris County just took care of business against Northgate. They have shown why they are the surprise team. I think they're the darling team of this area. They're seven and one. They've won seven straight. They beat Northgate. They're the they're one win away from being region champs. Nine and one would be the best record Harris County's had in a long time. And they may even, they may even, uh, Richard, Harris County, win a state championship. And for a team that went two and eight last year to now be seven and one, credit goes to that coaching staff. And Pacelli didn't do anything wrong. They're still ranked three. I know we, we put Harris County above Pacelli. It could have been either way. Um, it's they're both ranked number three at this point and both tied for third. And Bacelli, they got a forfeit win, by the way. Heritage forfeited their game this week. I don't know if they people were sick or what was happening, but Bacelli is now going to be eight and one already. Harris County seven and one. Both those teams have had excellent seasons. Bacelli's won eight straight since losing to Glenwood, and they are the favorite in the GIAA to win a state championship. So that that's really pretty much all the movement we have. For this week, everything else is still the same. Harris County and Pacelli tied for third, Richard. Well, they're both on a seven-game win streak, and everything is in front of them to not only win a region championship, but to go deep in the playoffs. Yeah, and re both of them are region champs for uh, – I would say Harris County's already region champs because I don't see them losing to Drew, who has not won a region game in the region they're in in 5A since they came into – 5A when they're reclassified a few years ago. So I don't see Harris County losing that one on Thursday. And then they play McIntosh at home. And I think McIntosh is going to lose to Northside this week, by the way. But round out the rest of them, number five is Carver, who just became region champs once again. First time on a Pierre Coffey. Number six, Spencer. They beat Northeast Macon with a huge upset. The reason we didn't bump them up after beating Northeast Macon, who is ranked in the top 15 and 2A, they're a really good team, is because – Carver and Spencer already played each other in Carver one. So exactly. head head, you can't move Spencer, even though they got less losses. Carver still number five, Spencer six, Lee Scott seven. They're going to be nine and one. Um, they took care of business against Fort Dell, um, who's, by the way, a top four team in the AISA. They'll probably have to face each other in the semifinal. Auburn number eight, uh, they came up and just got dominated from start to finish against Central. They're going to probably have to face them and either them or Thompson in the Final Four. I, I think Auburn had a better team last year, and this year I think they'll be okay with going, you know, with three losses, at least making it to a Final Four. Northside, five, nine, and they're five and four. I think if they beat McIntosh, they'll be the third 
uh, seed in their region, which would be huge. And they'll be six and four in the season. And then the last two. They don't get a lot of love because they're smaller schools. Flint River is 1A in the GIAA. Chambers is 1A in the um, AISA. But both of them, because the way they do their rankings in the GIAA and the AISA, they just put all the teams, regardless of classification, into one ranking poll. And both of them are in the top five. Chambers is ranked number four in the AISA. They play Glenwood. We'll be there for Friday night. And then at... Uh, Flint River, who is now 8-0 in the season. Shout out to Joe Howard. They're the favorite to win it in 1A. They've won every game by 30 points or more. It has been unbelievable to see what this Flint River team has been able to do this year. And uh, the team from Woodbury, team from uh, Lafayette, Alabama, Chambers, and Flint River round out our top 10. Quickly, Richard, anything else before we have on Mr. Mike Conti? It's a great list. I mean, we came with it together. Not a whole lot of changes from last week. But uh, I'm starting to see the teams pull away, and I'm hoping that all these teams do well in the playoffs. I think so, too. And um, I, I can't wait to see what is going to be a fantastic year this year, Richard. We, at the playoff time, we could have in the, in the Phoenix City, Alabama, Tri-City area, three to four state championship winning teams. And think about – in years past, we were excited when one team, like last year, Pacelli, getting a chance to make it. This year, Central, Glenwood, and Pacelli, all are favorites to win it. That could be three state championship winning teams. All right. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. 
excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.